And now it's Geico's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Before you ride, make sure your mirrors are clean and adjusted properly. And if you're going on a group ride, make sure the lead biker knows where they're going. Uh, Ed, quick question. Where are you taking us? Oh, I have no idea. Well, am I the leader? <laughs> because I was uh, following that dude with the red helmet. Where, Where is he? And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, Geico could save you 15% or more. The Lord has sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor and to proclaim liberty to captives. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Holy Spirit and news of him spread throughout the whole region. He taught in their synagogues and was praised by all. He came to Nazareth, where he had grown up, and went, according to his custom, into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read and was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it is written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Rolling up the scroll, he handed it back to the attendant and sat down, and the eyes of all in the synagogue looked intently at him. He said to them, Today, this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke highly of him, and they were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we have two things going on in the scriptures today that may seem unrelated, but because of God and and the Word of God and its multifaceted application, it's quite related. The first letter, as you heard, was from St. John, and that beautiful section in which he talks about love and the necessity of loving one another with the com- combination of, if you say, and you, we profess, I love God, and we don't love our neighbor, our brother, or sister, then we're liars. Pure and simple. Very, very straightforward. And, of course, the theology of John's letter goes on and talks about that Jesus is the Son of God, and if you proclaim your faith in Jesus, you're getting closer to God and keeping his commandments of love. Okay, so that is our background. We go to, and they're unrelated scriptures, we go to Luke's Gospel. Now, in a few days, we'll be celebrating the baptism of Jesus, and it's not referred to here, but he sort of implies that it it happened already, and he knows what he's all about. Jesus knows what he's all about, and who he is. Same thing with John's letter, 
If you love God, love Jesus, who was sent by God, then you'll love God. Okay, so it's a, it's a combination in the Holy Spirit. Jesus goes back to his hometown. Now, I was just talking to a few people before Mass, and one comes from Queens and one comes from D.C. Just a show of hands, how many do not make Clearwater their home of origin? How many were not born here? A good number of you. Okay, I'm not going to ask you where you were born, but if you were to go back to that town where you were born, you'd be a little different, maybe wiser, maybe more educated, maybe more experienced, depends on what you bring with you. Well, Jesus had that same experience. He went off. We know he was raised in Nazareth. A little bit refers to that in the scripture. But he's preaching, and then one day he decides to go back to his hometown. And what does he do? He, He does what any Jewish male would have done. He has the option of reading from the Torah that particular day. So he goes in and probably says, hey, Jesus, how are you? How you been? Welcome home. You know, that kind of stuff probably happened beforehand. Of course, in Aramaic, not in English. And of course, um, everyone sits down. Scriptures are opened. And Jesus is chosen to read it. And he opens up this beautiful section from Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now, this missionary, this prophet, Isaiah, is writing this centuries before Jesus Christ comes on the scene. And he's writing it having been inspired by God to do God's work on earth. Now go back to the letter, think about what love is all about. We don't love somebody just because it makes us feel good. We as Christians love each other and the stranger because it's God's work that we're allowed to do and are blessed to do. So he goes back and he continues, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And what he gives us in the next few lines is his whole ministry. He sort of fasts forward as well as relies on the fact that the spirit of God is, this is not like, you know, brotherhood of the neighborhood, like the spirit of, you know, rah, rah. This is the Holy Spirit. This is the spirit of God is upon Jesus. But prophet Isaiah didn't know Jesus. So as Jesus reads this, the Spirit of God is upon me. He's anointed me. He's selected me. And to bring glad tidings, to proclaim liberty, to give sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to declare a year acceptable to the Lord, which was uh, what they call the Jubilee year, when, when people were freed of their debts and prisoners were given pardon. His ministry is summed up in that line, those lines from Isaiah. What he does after this, and here, the, the, the people who hear him saying, oh, everybody speaks wonderful of him, but that got him in trouble. Saying that God's spirit is with me, and what I'm doing is going to be God's work. That got him in trouble. Because he concludes this reading with saying, what you just heard is fulfilled. I mean, I say it was Jesus reading. He said, hey guys, and there were only guys there in the, in, the, in the synagogue. Hey guys, what you just heard is fulfilled. That's what Jesus is doing. It's like pointing to himself. He didn't point to himself, I don't think. But he's saying it's been fulfilled as you heard it. So now forget Isaiah 
and go to the spirit who's inspiring Jesus to go to this section of the world, of the word, while he's in the world, teaching those who will follow him what God's work in the world is all about. So we're not only talking about Jesus, we're talking about you and me. The Holy Spirit has inspired us with our faith. As Christians, we know our faith is in Christ, but the Holy Spirit inspires us to live that faith each day. It's the Holy Spirit, and I go back to the letter of John, who encourages us to love, and if, and if you don't love your neighbors, if you hate anyone, you don't love God. I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way. This is not a menu. I'll take one from column A, one from column B. It doesn't work that way. John made it very clear. If we dare to say, I hate that one, I don't like that kind of person, I don't like the way that one looks or that one speaks or blah, 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 with neighborhoods, don't come to church. Because you've got to go reconcile with your brothers and sisters out there first before we come to church. Now, please don't stop coming to church because Father Bob would be very angry at me. So, so that's like a little uh, sort of like... Exaggeration for the sake of making the point. So as Jesus is our brother, and we are baptized into Jesus, we're talking about us as we say, let's listen to our proclamation. The Spirit of the Lord is upon every one of us. And I'm speaking to you, but don't hear us, hear me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, each individual gathered here. The Spirit of the Lord anointed us at our baptisms. And the Spirit of the Lord has educated us to hear the glad tidings of Jesus who conquered death, of Jesus who loved the poor, of Jesus who loved people. And the Holy Spirit has sent us us, members of St. Cecilia's Church, to free captives. Now, we're not going to go in jails and unlock the jails, but you know who we're talking about. People who are captive to poverty, people who are captive to hate, people who are captive to things that just bring them down and denigrate who they are as human beings. The Spirit of God has sent us to bring our love, our affection, our understanding of the Word to them, to free them. And sometimes we need to do it to ourselves. We need to go in the home and look in the mirror and say, oops, you, the guy and woman in the mirror, have received the gift of freedom from God, who is love. To cause others to open their eyes as we open our eyes, recovery of the blind, and to let the oppressed go free. There's so many people in our society that are oppressed by hate and by greed and by stuff. Oppressed by it, controlled by it. And maybe a little reference here. My nephew and I were at Christmas dinner a few weeks ago, of course, and his parents were complaining about the fact that he might be addicted to his little phone, you know, the little games that they all do. And, and you know, being a, a family therapist, I figured, you know, I don't usually do therapy with the family, but I'll throw this one out. So I said, I said, Salvatore, I said, um, do you know what addiction is? you know why they're saying that? 
And he's, he's an eighth grader, so he said, well, addiction is something with, that you're hooked into and you can't break away from it, and, and um, it, it almost be, becomes something that controls you, like drugs or alcohol. I says, um, I think your parents think you might be addicted to your little game boy there. And he says, you know, Uncle Louie, now that I think about it, I think you're right. And he put it down. It would be a miracle if it stays down, but he put it down. So we do have the ability to free each other from the things that shackle us and hold us back just by living our own lives, just by respecting ourselves, just by respecting the neighbor, just by love. And that's the law. The law of love is our theology because our theology is focused on God who is love. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should, too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.